What's happening, guys? Johnny Pickleball here, and we are back and better than ever. We're going to have a great episode with a lot on tap for you. Main topic today is going to be the APP PPA Tours, little recap of the season and a look forward to the 2022 season, as well as a little Nationals recap as well. We also have all our same stuff, epic fail play, top play, Kyle's rant, Kyle's tip of the week. Also going to be seeing what Ryan Cherry's up to. So let's do it, guys. Let's go around the post. What's happening? Johnny Pickleball here with the Around the Post show. Joined with me is Mr. Kyle Yates, as well as Eddie from Eddie and Webby. Kyle, what do you got? Happy holidays, everybody. This is the season of giving, so go ahead and give us a like, a share, maybe even a subscription. Perfect. All right, so as we like to start, we always have to uh, see what's going on with our epic fail play of the week. Eddie, roll it. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> right out from on the ground. Oh, it's perfect. That's so good. As he's rolling around, even better. I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't know where it's from. I don't know. It looks a little chilly, but that's fantastic. Uh, that was so savage. He had the whole court to aim for. He goes right at the poor guy's head while he's laying on the ground. If that ball comes back over the net, is that legal? Probably not, but it should be though. But the fact that he's rolling around on the ground, I think he was probably in the kitchen. Who knows? All right, guys. Awesome. Thank you for your epic fail play. So let's flip it. Let's go to the top play of the week. Drops a little high. Okay. A little better. Working the win. I'll hit it. Yes. Laying it all out there. The hustle play. And at least it's not wreck play. Point two. The ball was out. Wow. Man, I, I want her on my team. Does she need a partner That's for next year's uh, unvaccinated nationals? That's right. That's pretty good. A good dive. Good play. Always looking for our top plays of the week. Guys, make sure if you want to send it to us, you can just message me at this point. Message me at Johnny Pickleball. Go ahead and message Kyle and Kyle Yates, right? He'll take them too. Eddie, Eddie will take probably one or two as well. We prefer you to go to Eddie first, actually. And then if you can't get a hold of him, just go to us. All good. And uh, of course, you know, we have to always see what Eddie's up to when it comes to the beverages. So, Eddie? You know, I like to enjoy an adult beverage once in a while, and I've really started to enjoy hard seltzers over the past couple years. But often I feel like I have to pick between a low-calorie seltzer that tastes artificial or a high-calorie seltzer full of a bunch of stuff that I don't want. And that's why I like Fruit Smash from New Belgium Brewing, which comes in three different flavors. And today, I'm enjoying the Berry Blast flavor. 
It has 4.7 ABV, just 100 calories. It is gluten-free and is made with real fruit. You going camping? Bring a fruit smash. Heading to your end of summer barbecue or cookout? Bring a bunch of fruit smashes. Done with your pickleball matches? Smash a fruit smash. Thank you again to New Belgium for sponsoring today's episode. And thank you for your continued support of pickleball. Back to you, Johnny. All right, perfect, Eddie. That's a lot of smashes. So, and thank you, New Belgium Brewing Company, for everything that you do. All right, so one of our fantastic segments that we like to do is, is, is checking in on our boy, Ryan Sherry. So, Eddie, Kyle, let's see what he's up to. <laughs> this cannot be real. <laughs> when was this? When, so, was this? Was, was this last night? Yeah. So you know, Ryan, Ryan's been working on some time zone training and some mental toughness, and has been out for about seventy-one hours. And this is all recent things after his uh, singles run uh, that had probably like sixty people in it the other day in Florida. So the biggest question I have in that whole clip is. He doesn't have a shirt on. The girls do, and the only other person is the guy next to him that also doesn't have a shirt on. So it's very interesting times from Ryan Sherry uh, doing his thing, and we'll check in on him later because uh, I'm pretty sure he's got more going on, especially in that 71 hour. Not 72. 72 would be too much. So let's check it out um, and, and go to our next part. And, and guys, you can't get this stuff anywhere. Remember, this, this is epic stuff. Here we go, Kyle's tip of the week. If you're still looking for that gift for that special someone, don't worry, there's still time to go to pb1965.com and order something nice. We got stuff for men, women, all genders, all shapes and sizes. It's not too late, go check it out. Perfect. guys can't you can't find this stuff anywhere you can't find these tips anywhere i mean this what a tip what a tip unbelievable stuff uh he just does it every time he just keeps coming out with just new gems new gems all right so now we're going to kind of flip the script again and let's go to something a little more uh passionate and that's going to be kyle's rant of the week let's do it You know, I was reading the dictionary the other day because, you know, I like to break a mental sweat sometimes too. And early on, I got to this word accountability. Now, some of you are probably familiar with it, but that's a word that I don't think the USA Pickleball actually understands very well. Because time and time again, and honestly, I think I just sound like a broken record at this point. We see blunder after blunder and and mistakes and punishment of, of members with no real explanation, no apologies, no remorse, nothing. And you have these paying members. I mean, I I personally, I've been a a member of USA Pickleball for 12 years now, and it doesn't seem like, time and time again, they have the players' best interests in mind, okay? They are punishing players, and they didn't stick up for players with a vaccine mandate. Fine. Maybe out of their control. But they didn't really apologize for it. They didn't really stick up for the players when the spin serve got out of hand. They didn't do anything to help it. In fact, they created the rule that caused all the issues and then went an entire year without changing it. And now they just 
didn't really address it. They changed it a little bit, but haven't fixed it. And so we're seeing these mistakes and they're not fixing them or really caring to fix them. We saw it with the Pickleball Hall of Fame where someone else created it and they just wanted to copy and make their own too. We see it with their rating system. They don't come up with a great rating system. Someone else comes up with it. They're supposed to be the governing body of the sport, yet they seem to be one step, two steps behind of everybody else. And they don't seem to take charge until somebody else does it better than them. Then they realize their mistakes. But honestly, what takes the cake for me is not all these errors, but their punishment of a certain player at Nationals this year really bugs me, okay? Because you have players at Nationals. This Nationals was so difficult to get into. Not only did you have to go get vaccinated, which some people don't feel like it's even safe for them to do. Fine, we'll get over that. Not only do they have to fly to another tournament and qualify, win a golden ticket, but then they have to pay, fly all the way to California, register, pay all the entry fees, fly there, book accommodations. It's very expensive. And once they get there, they realize that the schedule changed on them once they're already out there. There's no warning ahead of time. They changed it once they got out there for, the, for a certain bracket. Okay, some of you probably already heard about this. But imagine that. You're paying thousands of dollars to go through all these hurdles to finally go qualify and play. You fly all the way out there, and they change it to a certain format where the finals are on Sunday. Okay, and maybe you can't play on Sunday for whatever reason. Now, not being able to play because of a schedule conflict is one thing. But this player and his partner were disqualified from even playing at all on Saturday, the day before the Sunday that the finals are going to be on. Now, there was a chance that this player and his partner might not even have been in the finals, but that didn't matter to the USA Pickleball. They couldn't risk, they couldn't even take the chance that they would have to forfeit a gold medal match on Championship Sunday that they paid for some production value. Okay, But at least give the players a heads up, give them a fair warning ahead of time. But no, there was no warning, there was no heads up until the week of the event once the players were already out there, paid all the money to go support them. Okay, No apology, nothing. They disqualified this player and his partner from even playing. Okay, explain that. And to add some icing onto this cake, the format that they changed it to, the uh, best of five championship Sunday, is not even a USA pickleball approved format. So they changed <coughs> the format to a format that they themselves don't even approve of. Okay, let that sink in for a second. There are tournaments out there that have to follow so many strict guidelines and restrictions to be sanctioned. To, to be recognized by USA Pickleball. But then USA Pickleball doesn't have to follow their own rules anyways. So what kind of governing body can just break their own rules? And then there are clear rules that need to be followed that they don't even have any interest in, in fixing or following. It just blows my mind time and time again after all these things, all these episodes, me on here you know, complaining constantly, and they still don't see the error of their ways, and they don't apologize, nothing. They just screw their members and say sorry. Actually, they don't even say sorry. Because they're not. They just want money. They want more players coming playing their events. But they really don't care. And it's just frustrating. Because I love this sport so much. And I want the USA Pickleball to succeed. But all they're doing is pushing people away. Year after year. And the sport is growing so much. But it's growing in spite of USA Pickleball. Not because of it. There's so much more they could be doing. And that's why I'm so hard on them. Because I just want them to do better. And I'm rooting for them. But... This is this is one of the last straws, if, if this isn't the last one, where you're punishing players, disqualifying them for a mistake that you're making against your own rules. That just that blows my mind. So USA Pickleball, if someone out there is listening to me, what are you doing? Can we get some sort of explanation, please? And you owe this player and his partner a sincere apology and probably a refund before he sues you.
That's my rant this week. Merry Christmas, USA Pickleball. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Can't top that. Very, very, tis the season to give. And, and Kyle definitely gave us his opinion on that rant. So here we go, guys. Before we take a break, just remember that I don't want you to go anywhere because we're going to be talking about USA Pickleball once again. And we're going to be talking about nationals, but we're also going to be talking about the APP and PPA recaps, as well as some of the qualifications that are now in place for these APP events and tours or uh, tour events that they have. And, and uh, talking about inclusive, uh, being included with everything uh, going forward for all these events. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be epic. A uh, lot to go over. Please, please, please stay with us because I'm going to be asking for your comments uh, very shortly. We'll be right back. Want to highlight your pickleball venue? Email johnnypickleball at gmail.com today and bring the Johnny Pickleball Show to your hometown. Never miss out on new Around the Post content by subscribing to our YouTube channel. More Around the Post action starting now. All right, what's happening, guys? Johnny Pickleball here. Join with me is Kyle Yates and Eddie from Eddie and Webby. And what we're going to do is we're going to be discussing our main topic today, and that's just going to be a quick recap of the APP PPA tours. Then we'll we'll, we'll talk about what's going to be going on for the upcoming 2022 season and whether or not people are going to be a part of that or do something else or pick a tour or whatever that might be. And then we're going to talk about the USA Pickleball Nationals a uh, little recap of that. I think Kyle covered a lot of it during the rant, but it, it, that's pretty much what we're going to be going over. And the first thing that we're going to talk about so far is uh, kind of just a quick recap. The PPA, APP, I mean, again, this season, all over the map, once again, doing uh, a massive amount of tournaments and um, kind of solidifying some of their new spots and, and that you'll see in the next year. Um, Kyle, what do you think of some of the venues this year? For, for both, PPA oh. and APP. The PPA had some beautiful venues, huge tennis centers. You had the USDA National Campus in Orlando, the Darling Tennis Center in Vegas. Uh, they, they continue to outdo themselves. I hear word on the street next year that there might be an APP term at Flushing Meadows in New York. So the venues are getting grander and grander. It's really cool to see the professional level of sport rising. Uh, the trick is to find a way to get more people watching online because We've seen already some venues are able to fill up. Most venues, you see empty stands in the background, uh, which is not great to see, but we need those online views more than anything else. So it's nice for the players to have beautiful, fancy venues. I think it's really cool, but uh, the spectators are probably the most important part of growing the sport. And so I, I'd like to see 2022 have more crowds and uh, more online viewing. That'd make me a lot happier. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And, and the participation from all of the uh, athletes, you know, between the amateurs and the pros and between the PPA and the APP, uh, they're all coming out. But, you know, what's really interesting is that there's still about 
30 tournaments probably a weekend if not more sometimes so it's 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 funny that we all you know in pickleball get stuck looking at um everything that's happening directly towards us and just our own path and our own journey and we forget about everything else that's going on um and so i think that's really important to think about as 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 you you know go forward and and just just remember there's a lot going on between la to florida new york you know texas all you know washington state there's a lot of pickleball happening right now and um how you get the most out of that going forward is 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 to be open and inclusive that's a, that's a big kind of like word <laughs> inclusive is huge especially as the the sport is growing um so quick question on um you know for for the PPA tour give me give me a highlight you know from the PPA tour and the APP tour Kyle of this past year um after you sure well the PPA tour uh with their masters tournament in California all white venue that was pretty fancy it was, it was a little more you know upper class uh cool vibe well, I'm curious to see if that'll grow more, um, some, some of that side of pickleball. APP Tour, I love what they're doing with that next gen. They had a tournament in, in Texas recently where it's under 22-year-old players. Really cool to see the the you know the next group of stars coming out and, and rising and getting some attention, some of those kids. Uh, so both tours, both tours do, doing nice things. The PPA doing nice things, getting more of a professional, trying to get on ESPN some more, you know, better, better coverage, uh, trying to grow it that way. And APP, finding more uh, local venues and, and getting the kids involved. It's really cool to see. So both tours, uh, I think, doing a pretty good job growing the sport. Uh, but inclusive, that's an interesting word, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a word kind of looking at. So as we look forward to, to the PPA and APP tours, um, we got to start with the hot topic of it, and that's going to be the APP tour coming out with these. And they did this back in June or July, but it would be these qualifications. And for, for pros, um, the qualifications of, of saying, okay, for our tier one tournaments, you are now going to have to play six tournaments to even get in as a professional player or four tournaments to even get in as a professional player, depending upon what tier one tournament it is. And, and, and you know, it's, it's tough. There's two ways to look at it because for those that play the tour constantly, it's like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever, right? Um, but, but it's kind of giving people an ultimatum now. You know, the, the, one year in, one year into these tours, um, the sport is growing like crazy. It's just, it's growing. So, so you're almost turning people, you're actually, you're not almost, you are now turning people away that haven't qualified for these tier ones, uh, which is tough for people that at the beginning of the year that are now coming into the sport. And they want, it, and what I mean by the sport, I mean like the pro level. So they're coming into the pro level, they want to play pro, and they're told no for the APP. Uh, so the, what, what that means is it's one of two things that I'm thinking of here. So there, there, there has to be, um, and I don't know, I asked the questions, that's it. So is it that they are trying to create a leveling system, which is what USA Pickleball has always tried to do is tell you what you can and can't do. And, and so they're creating this level system that says you have to co compete in our tier twos and our lower level ones to get to the tier ones and spend a bunch of money to do so? Or is it to keep out the best players in the world that only come into your top tier one tournaments, clean house and then leave? And not, you know, so it's, it's admirable to show loyalty obviously to your 
you know, the guy, the guys and gals that, that do your only your tour or something. But there is that ultimatum in place now that says pick one almost for, for professional players. And is the same thing. Is there limits on amateurs? I'm just asking the question. Is there is there a limit? Do they cap it and say amateurs, you know, you have to be at tier. Uh, you have to play X amount to qualify for tier ones. Or is it just, hey, we'll take your money. It's all good. You guys do you. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. That's It's really interesting because, you know, when you start looking at points, um, especially with like the World Pickleball rankings, which is, I think it, it's pretty solid compared to a lot of other things I've seen so far. I mean, I, I think the Duper rankings are pretty good too, but they're tweaking stuff. And so is World Pickleball. Everyone's always kind of tweaking stuff as we go. But, you know, you start to look at, at okay so you're telling me i have to call i have to go do tier twos so the lower ones those are worth i mean very little points so even if you even if you do well and stuff like that you're not you're not catching these people that are able to compete in the tier ones already you can go play tier ones but you're still because of those points it's just going to be almost difficult and so you look at the standings because now there's incentives from the app so what is it i forget what is it top 10 is that it Oh, get did they get appearance fees? Like what what they complain about the PPA doing at the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get like a the stipend yeah. and then like housing and stuff like that. But like if you compete and you're getting and you're playing all these lower level tournaments, then and all these guys are playing the same tournaments that are playing tier ones, you don't really catch those people and, and they're playing all the same tournaments you are, so it keeps those same core people at the top. Um, so it's kinda like an unwritten contract with incentives. It's very interesting. I don't know. It's, it, it's just by appearance and optics, obviously. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I see the reasoning where they want to limit the draw size for some of these larger tournaments where there might be more prize money. But I, I think we're kidding ourselves when we think the sport's at that point yet because most of the players really aren't making much money anyways. So forcing them to play six or seven tournaments just to qualify for maybe a local tournament that they want to play in, I think is a little much. So like, for example, if you've got a tier one tournament in Delray Beach, Florida, and you live in the East Coast of Florida, you're telling me now to play in your local tournament, you're going to have to fly somewhere else in the country, play six other tournaments, spend probably up to 10 to 12 grand, maybe not even medal or make any money just to play your local tournament. So I don't think the sport's there. There's tournaments every weekend already. But that doesn't mean we should have to play six of them just to play in this other one. I think we should just play more regional stuff. So if you live in Florida, you play most of the things in the southeast United States or eastern United States. Maybe you don't play all these California tournaments. But if you're forced me to go fly to halfway across the country to play a bunch of other tournaments just to play a local one, I think that's a little much. I don't think the players really can afford it, at least the ones that aren't getting the appearance fees anyways. Because those players, the ones actually meddling and making the money are also getting the appearance fees, they're also getting the sponsors, they're racking it all up, and those player, other players just outside the top 10 are missing out, not making any money. What's their incentive to keep going? So I think we got to make it a little more open to those players. And originally, I thought the APP was doing a pretty good job of that. Uh, but with this, I, I don't know. Now you're, now you're just turning into a sub-PPA tournament, and it, it just makes me nervous with some of these players maybe meddling or just outside the medal stand, getting fifth, sixth place in these tournaments, playing hard, traveling, but not making any money, I think it's going to be tough. I don't know if it's sustainable. It becomes very difficult. And yeah, that, that 10 to 12 grand that you're talking about is, is really that, you know, if you're saying six tournaments, so, so it's really for a lot of people's tournament schedules. 
is usually, you know, one a month, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, just ballpark, you know, and, and a lot of people obviously play more than that, but then it's pretty much with your, your registration fees, which are on the rise. And then you have all these other, you know, the flight, and the, the car, the hotel or whatever. And even if you find housing or whatever, it becomes very expensive. So you look at, you know, uh, uh, almost two grand a tournament, possibly 1500, a thousand, you know, whatever it is, but it's up there. And so when you start looking at that stuff and you're saying, okay, so just, you know, you're having to pay then for, as a pro, remember, uh, you know, up to that ten to $12,000 just to compete in a local tournament, that becomes almost like, wow. And then plus, you know, it's just, it, it, and I understand, like, like you said too, man, I understand what they're doing, but, and I just asked the question, is it too soon? Is it too soon? And, um, you know, you've only been established for a year. Is it too soon? And that's the question, man. And I would love to hear anybody's comments. Do you think it's too soon? Uh, should they just keep it open? You know, the sport's growing still. There's more players coming in wanting to play pro and they can't travel yet. So, you know, or, or they can or they can't or whatever it is. People still use their day jobs uh, even to fund these to go to these tournaments and play professional and take a stab at it or whatever it is. Um, and then here's the other side of the coin because everyone's going to say, you know, well, you can always play the amateur. Well, Kyle, can you play 5-0? Uh, no. In fact, I actually tried at a, a recent tournament. I signed up in the 5-0 division and, and no, of course they didn't let me play. <laughs> right. So Plus, you wouldn't, make any to... you wouldn't make any money anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So, I mean, I guess it begs, you know, it raises the question then when you kind of look at this stuff to say, okay, is the APP kind of more focused on the amateur side of things? It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's great. You know, it just, um, is that, is that what it's doing is becoming very inclusive for the amateurs and saying the pros, uh, they limit to how many pros they really have. And that's kind of what that is, you know, going forward right now. I don't know if that's their goal or not. I just, again, I just asked the questions. Uh, PPA is looking, um, you know, rate yourself what you want, come play what you want, come do what you want, we'll put on a show for you. That's kind of what it's looking like, you know, and then um, you want to travel? Great. We'll have a big party, you know, a big stadium court, nice facility. Okay. And then, uh, but again, you know, it's it's just the direction. These guys are, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you start to look at the um, – some more of these qualifications and, and I've talked to many different people so far about them and and it's kind of the same thing uh they will it's tough <laughs> it's just tough um that's pretty much what they come up with it's tough and you got to do it so if they're firm on it is what it is uh maybe we'll see draws that kind of look like the same size as nationals um going <laughs> forward so I mean bummer <sighs> Oh, well. All right. So next up that we want to get to, uh, anything else you want to add to PPA APP tour? Maybe look, what, what do you look forward to with the PPA APP tour actually in 2022 or not look forward to, I should say? Well, originally it looked like there was going to be just insane amount of tournaments. I think both tours are starting to cut back a little bit, uh, maybe realizing they might be going over their heads. Uh, so I'm curious to see, I know a few of the PPA tournaments either got canceled or rescheduled. Um, APP probably the same way. So like I said, I, there's so many tournaments, there's tournaments every weekend, but that doesn't mean we should have to go jump through a whole bunch of hoops to play a local tournament. Uh, I like personally, I don't know if I really want to fly all the way out to California, you know, three or four more times next year. It's very expensive. You know, there's not a lot of money to be made for most pros. I, we just had a local, we just had a pro from California fly and play our tournament in Florida last weekend. 
and happened to win gold and probably didn't make a whole lot of money on the trip considering flights and, and accommodations and everything for the week. And so it's just a lot. And you're asking a lot of these young pros that probably don't have a ton of money, you know, and, and you basically have to do it full time to have any sort of success. It's, it's just tough. Like, let's just make it easier for people to just have a day job and then be able to play some tournaments, you know, in their state or nearby every month, every other month or so and, and make some money. Not every pro needs to do it full time. That's so hard. And there's just, there's not enough money to be made yet for all these players. So let's make it easier on the players to drop in, play a tournament. You know, what's with entry fees these days? Man, my last tournament is 300 bucks entry fees. I get a silver medal, 500 bucks. Man, I, that doesn't cover my, my travel expenses and I'm meddling. Imagine the 95% of teams that don't meddle. Like, I just don't see how it's sustainable. I, maybe I'm just cheap, Johnny. I don't know. I just, I wouldn't want to keep losing money <laughs> like that. I guess for the, it's for the love of the game, right? Yeah, the love of the game. It is a business, and people are trying to figure out how to how to get their piece of it. And I think the uh, you know the APP is trying something. They, you know, there's they're trying to make sure that those that stick to their the, the select few that stick to their tour are rewarded. Um, and then, but again, you know, it's hard. We've said it before, man, that you can't build a tour based on a couple players. Um, I think we've we've said that before. So, uh, I, you know, going forward, um, I mean, they stick to it. Then we'll see how it unfolds. You know, and and you'll probably start seeing the same people over and over and over, and and that's kind of how that will be. So, um, but for the PPA, it looks like you you know if you're if you're wanting to try the pro, it looks like you can just go do that, right? So you can just go do that. You can go. If you want to play 5-0, you can go do that. You can self-rate and do that. You want to play 3-5 and self-rate, go do that. You can go do whatever you want, right? So, um, you know, whether it be in La Quinta or at the in California or it's in um, – they have new venues coming up too. So, Cincinnati is going to be big. They have one in, um, you know, maybe a couple in Texas. They got, you know, with the Texas Open in, in Austin. And then, you know, it looks like there's a couple more. APP has a few uh, tournaments. They have their usual setting around the, around the places of, you know, um, Arizona, Florida, um, stuff like that as well. So, um, but yeah, I think you're exactly right, man. It looks like, you know, even when we travel, let's say when, when we travel, we go to California, we go to Arizona, we go to these places, you get a different crowd at, at each one, you know, for the most part, you have, you have some of your core same people, but for the most part, you're getting the people that are, that are pretty local to that area or within a driving distance or a, a quicker commute. Um, a lot of times you don't see people from that, from the West that go to, you know, South Florida or, you know, some, but not very many. And, and you do, you know, same with the South Florida that goes to California, you'll see a few, but again, not very many. So that's, that's a tough ask. It's a tough ask for people. So, uh, same thing with amateurs. I think it's tough for amateurs too. I know the price is, is substantially smaller to, to play those events, but I think that's tough for those guys as well. But again, you're getting the locals from each of those areas. So you're still hitting up Arizona or Florida for the first four months of the tour. Um, and now you're saying from the APP standpoint, we're starting the year, but you can't play like the first two or three. <laughs> so it's, 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 that's hard. But if you're an amateur, you can. So I don't know. Choices. We all make choices. All right. Nationals. Really quickly. Kyle, go for it. A little recap of, of Nationals. I think we saw some uh, the draws. What are your thoughts? Well, 
we had a tournament in Florida with 60 guys in the singles. And then I looked at the nationals bracket and I was like, well, where's the bottom half of this bracket? There was only like eight players. Uh, and you saw that in the doubles too, where it's just a small bracket and, and it was still deep. So uh, credit to our national champions this year. I mean, it's still, there's still some good teams there, but just not the depth that you used to see in. And, and what's sad, because the nationals is usually that tournament, that one tournament every year where everybody's there. And this year, there wasn't a whole lot of people there, at least on the pro side. Uh, so, you know, if you were if you were a spectator, you went out and watched it. I mean, beautiful venue. I'm sure, I'm sure they had a great time. Uh, but it's just it's just something about it where hopefully next year uh, USA Pickleball can at least gives us give us a, a heads up sooner, um, or figure out a way to get make it more inclusive to everybody, or they can have their own separate nationals for the other. 50% of the population that was not allowed to play in this one. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd like to be able to play nationals next year. It was sad not to be able to defend both my national titles. Uh, but I stayed in the great free state of Florida and played an awesome world pickleball open in Port St. Lucie. hosted by the APP. Had a great time. And uh, so we'll see what happens next year. We'll see We'll see if they make uh, their nationals inclusive to the entire country and not just uh, a small political percentage of it right so that's a thing and then they had um, they still had about oh man i think from the amateurs standpoint they had about you know 2200 players they used the franklin ball this year uh, that suited some people's games nicely so that was a thing um you know grind it out a little bit um which was good i think there was a little bit of an adjustment period but you know it's a ball i think people adjust it does suit people's games better than others i can attest to that you know it, it is what it is it's just it's a different style um and and i mean at the end of the day you still got to perform make your adjustments and so for those in the in the pros um that that medal man not taking any i mean congratulations to you guys i mean i think that's you know yeah, oh yeah! Congratulations to congratulations to the Waters uh, for defending their national title. Uh, congrats, congratulations to Tyson McGuffin on getting the forfeit win over Zane Navratil uh, in the singles, and congrats to obviously Tyson and Riley Newman and the Newmans for for their first national title. I mean, well deserved. Uh, Lindsey Newman was what six months pregnant, national yeah. champion. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it, I think the tournament. I think the tournament still went well. It's just it would have been nice to see you know a full. A full bracket. Hopefully, they can pull it off next year. Yeah, we had about. I think it was uh, two years ago. Obviously, COVID happened last year, so like two years ago when we went out there, I think there were about sixty-four teams in the bracket. Um, and then this year there was uh, eight in the men's pro. I, it's that's a tough. I mean, think about how tough that is. You're talking about eight teams. You know, that's there's no uh, wake up and go. You know, that's 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 tough. You know, it's hard and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think um, they did have nine teams, but as you stated, you know, uh, one team was disqualified for, for no reason. So that was uh, what a bummer for that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine paying all that money and qualifying, getting vaccinated, flying all the way out there, getting the accommodations, registering, showing up, and your partner can't play on Sunday? Although you're both there on Saturday. You're both there, but they can't risk you guys possibly sunday so you're just not going to be able to play at all you can't play through the bracket and then forfeit you know in the semifinals no you can't play at all plus you have to remember really. like, right but plus you have to remember that like you know the person that left was supporting people that support him you know that have supported him it's not like hey i just don't want to 
you know, and I think people get accustomed to to the pros just doing things over and over and over just as a, you know, well, that, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he or she do this? This is, this is, this is wild. What do you mean? It's national because pickleball is still small enough on the grand scheme of things that life and supporting loved ones comes first and it should, <laughs> it really should. And so, um, you know, all of us have lives, man. It's, it's a, it's a thing. It's still a thing. And, and sometimes, you know, um, it's just what you have to do is the right thing. And Johnny, they didn't change the schedule until the week <laughs> of the tournament. They didn't give them a two week notice or a month notice or a registration. No, they changed it the week of the tournament. They changed this format. Right. Players are already out there. I mean, where's the heads up? How do you just, how do you just change it? And then, and then when you do change it, at least have some sort of leniency for, for players. But no, no, no leniency. They just punish these players with no remorse. It's just, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind, the, the lack of appreciation for the, the members that actually fuel that association. Now, I will say the one thing I haven't heard, um, and it usually, you know, like kind of like the U.S. Open where you had like 5-0 players playing in the 3-5, um, so I haven't heard any issues with with nationals on that front because of like the registration that seemed to go on the amateur side of things. It seemed to be pretty smooth um, as far as I know. So uh, that that's pretty good because um, I know I, I was expecting something to be like, well, I played a four four five five zero player in the beginning of my singles event in, in the three zero bracket, you know, or something like that. So that happened at the U.S. Open, but. You know, kudos for them, man. It sounded like the lottery process and all that stuff kind of went very smoothly on the amateur side. And, you know, people were, were taking pictures and having their moments and, and, and doing big things that way. Eddie, um, thoughts on nationals? Sorry, guys. My money's all tied up in equities right now. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Any thoughts on APPPA Tour going forward for 2022? But my money's still tied up in equity. Sorry. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Eddie. Kyle, any last thoughts on APPPPA or Nationals? Oh, gosh. I'm excited for next year. I, I don't know how many tournaments we'll be playing, but, I mean, the tournaments are just getting bigger. Uh, I'd like to be able to play in some of them. Sounds like I got to work to get into a few of these tournaments. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We know – oh, what I want to talk about. We got some new pairings for next year, some new matchups, some new teams. So, you know, this it's getting to the point of the sport where now it's it's kind of getting cutthroat. So we saw some some partner drops, some new pairings. It's going to be really exciting to see next year. It's going to be exciting to see Emily Waters and Ben Johns in mixed doubles. Uh, I think people are really yep. anticipating that matchup. But we got some new men's doubles pairings and some new women's doubles pairings. Uh, so hopefully it gives it a fresh look for next year. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know when the first tournament will actually see that. Uh, so, so stay tuned. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting uh, first couple of months of 2022. Those first few tournaments with the new matchups, I think they're going to set the tone for the rest of the year. I know players are going to be pumped up for those. Yeah, definitely. The PPA is going to have all these new matchups featured. Uh, the PPA, uh, if you qualify, you'll be able to see those players. And then, um, so <laughs> that's a thing. And then, um, you know, going forward, you, you just have to remember if I'm, if I'm the tours, I just have to remember that there's so much going on in pickleball around the world. I mean, you have, 
uh, MLP happening. You have, um, you know, the APP is happening. The PPA is happening. You have local legend tournaments happening. You have all these different tournament series that are happening at the same time. Um, you know, the, the last thing I would really want to do is, is turn people away. I mean, you know, the APP is aligned with USA Pickleball. And USA Pickleball's mission is to grow the sport of pickleball. So how are we growing the sport if we're turning people away from playing? But um, again, I, I understand from a different standpoint of, of, you know, I try to put myself in, the sh in, in their shoes a little bit to say, I, I, they're trying to have loyalty and, 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 you know, make sure that maybe top players can't come in and just clean house and leave and only play one event and, you know, um, or they're trying to create uh, a leveling system and a qualifying thing, which really financially is going to be almost just brutal for a lot of people trying to to bust through. As we know, with with pro tours, and no, I mean, almost no matter who you are, to an extent, it takes time to to you know get your legs and get your partners and network that way and and, and grind. Um, so that that's a really tough 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 route. Uh, it sounds like so. Um, yeah, I, I do look forward to seeing the matchups. So those are going to be really cool. I, I think that'll be neat. And we'll see what Nationals does next year. And I'm sure we'll have a conversation about uh, U.S. Open uh, as well soon coming uh, at some point. So awesome, guys. Please, please, please let me know your comments. Please comment. Uh, you can like it, share it too. I want to know the comments, though, please. On I'm sure we'll get one from Byron. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. And um, <laughs> uh, let me know your thoughts on um, is what the APP is doing with qualifications. Is it too soon? Is it not? Uh, do you think it's just right on point with where the sport is? Do you not? Um, I'm just curious, man. I, I'm curious. We raised the questions. I, I like to know what people think personally. I'm curious just because we only hear so many different sides of things when I do my little research around the, 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 the country. So, um very cool. Very cool. So awesome. Eddie, you got anything else? Nope. <laughs> All right, cool. Perfect, guys. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back right after this and see what Ryan Cherry's up to. Do you want your top pickleball play featured on our show? How about your game face, or epic fail? Email it to info at aroundthepostshow.com. Alright, what's happening guys? Hope you enjoyed that Eddie and Webby commercial as much as Kyle and I did. Um, super funny, it never gets old. It never gets old, it's so funny. Um, Alright, cool. Well. Speaking of funny, uh, well, well, I don't know if it's going to be funny or not, but let's check it out. Let's check in once again on Ryan Sherry uh, and see what he's up to. Ah. <laughs> it's so it's got to be a fire hazard. 
It's a fire chief's nightmare. <laughs> That's perfect. Eddie, what'd you think about that? Lots of sparklers. I like it. Very nice. <laughs> It's perfect, man. Awesome. It's good stuff. Always to see Ryan share. You know, he was he had a great run, man. Congrats to him for uh, getting his first silver medal uh, in singles out in um, Port St. Lucie, right? Yeah. So made a big run. There's like 50, 60 people in that draw and was able to to, to grind it out, you know. So uh, he had to go out and party for about 70 hours after that, of course. And uh, he'll get right back to it. So. Well, yeah, then he immediately texted me asking if I wanted to go practice the next morning. <laughs> like, dude, I need a couple days off. Exactly. Perfect, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. For me here, Johnny Pickleball, Kyle Yates, Eddie from Eddie and Webby. Uh, we'll be doing this a lot more frequently, that's for sure. There's always so many new things to talk about, and we'll keep it up here at Around the Post Show. See you soon.